Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary, starting with the topic, people keep milking the Red Dead Remaster rumor for views. So the professional tweeted this out. My god, I have just seen the amount of Red Dead Remaster clickbait videos. I only did one, which I addressed the rumor, and my video was under 8 minutes. Some people will milk the crap out of anything for easy views. There is no reason someone should have dozens of videos on it. I mean, he could be talking about Mr. Boss. Bit. Like, there are channels that are largely dedicated to just news about Rockstar and what they're doing. And because they don't do much, any even, like, nugget of information must be milked to the nth degree, right? The only relevance it has to me is because I do plan to play Red Dead Redemption 2 again, and I was deciding whether I want to play Red Dead 1 or 2 first, but playing 1 is uh, more difficult because I'd have to use a controller unless I use like an emulated version on PC, which apparently it's gotten a little bit better, but like it's all a bunch of hassle, right? But it does seem as though people do think I should play Red Dead 2 first. And if they're going to remake 1, I may as well play their second, right? But for those who don't know, there are rumors of a Red Dead remaster because there's been always been rumors of Red Dead remaster. They say that around the time when the GTA Trilogy remaster was being released, there were talks of also making a GT4 remaster and a Red Dead Redemption 1 remaster. And we knew they wanted to do this in part because people at Take-Two had directly said that they wanted to make, make remasters of some of their older games. They said this a long time ago. But it was believed that because of how poorly received the original GTA Trilogy remaster was, that they said, no, we're not going to do any of these remasters. But obviously, like in my view, they were just kicking it down the road until they were better able to make something good. And of course, the GTA Trilogy did sell well. They made a lot of money on it, even if it did tank Rockstar's reputation to a degree. But in my mind, like they were always going to do this eventually. It was just a matter of hopefully getting into a position where they can make something that's actually good rather than the garbage that Grove Street Games with the little help of, from Rockstar that they pushed out. The reason why these rumors are resurfacing again is because the game was classified in, what was it, South Korea chat? Like some rating board's like, oh yeah, the, the Red Dead Redemption 1 is classified as M or whatever the hell classifications work in South Korea as. People are like, well then why are they rating it now if there's not some game coming out? It's often the case that games first get leaked or mention of them by ratings boards or legal documents or storefronts. People who tend to get this information first because they've got to sign off on certain things before the game can release. But who knows what's happening, right? Speedrun.com is getting a major overhaul. So Speedrun.com is the main website where people put the leaderboards for various different speedruns to see what personal bests and world records that everyone has. For the longest time, people have always complained about it. It's why there are still third-party leaderboards for particular speed games, because speedrun.com doesn't have every feature that people want. And the site has always had issues with bugs and whatnot, but apparently speedrun.com is now releasing a bunch of new features. Like, they're revamping the site. Like, it's just a, a long list here. But this is probably the most interesting one. Introducing a new way to view world record histories. While viewing any category, subcategory combination, simply press the history button to view and press again to make it disappear. We've also polished the chart view, which can still be found under the stats tab on any leaderboard. The graphs were actually broken on the website for like the last, who even knows, like a year. So I'm happy they're finally fixing them. It was in, like impossible to get data from it. I don't know if they pushed this out or not because I, I don't see any real changes. But apparently these updates are coming, but I'll show you what the stats look like now. This is what the graph of world records looks like. It's just, because there's so many categories, it's crushed down so much that you can't even see the graph. And there's nothing you can do about it. Even if you remove, like, all the categories except the one you want to look at, the graph is still not visible. And so for the longest time, people have been like, look, just fix it. You can do individual levels. This is what it's meant to look like. But the full game, you can't. This graph used to look be so cool, but... <laughs> so hopefully with a change to the website, this will be fixed. 
Twitch is taking a page out of YouTube's book and improving its analytics. So one thing that always surprises me is when social media websites don't have good analytics. For example, Twitter's analytics, absolute garbage. You can barely see anything. This compares to YouTube, where if you wanna know like how many of your viewers have a mole on their balls or something, they can tell you that. Not exactly that information. I just mean like the analytics is very granular. You can get so much information. There's like 80 different categories. Twitch's analytics for a long time have been garbage, but they've been expanding them out more and more as time goes on. And they seem to be taking a page out of YouTube's book, which makes a lot of sense. So they're releasing this. We're testing a new panel in your discovery analytics that shows the breakdown of new and returning engaged viewers. Understanding your new viewers is pivotal for improving discovery. Learn what makes them come back to your stream. And just like on YouTube, it can show you people who constantly engage with your stream versus people who are new and who are engaged in your stream. I guess this is to better show you like, is something new you're doing actually working to bring in new viewers to your stream? I think this is very good information and I applaud it. YouTube's had it for ages. The silver lining for content creators from the writers and actors going on strike. So you guys have likely heard about the actor and writer strike. Before it was just the writers who were on strike, but now the actors are as well. Apparently it hasn't happened for a very long time. I'm not particularly interested in the specifics of the strike. I wish them well. I hope they get more money and get the concessions that they want. But my question is, how does this impact me? The most important thing in the universe. Is it likely that Twitch and or YouTube are going to see increased viewership based on this strike? I think it likely. An actor writer strike doesn't simply disrupt content for like a couple of months. Like when it's done, everyone snaps their fingers and everyone goes back to work and everything picks up exactly where it was before. It can take years for the gears to get turning again and for the content to flow in the same way that it was before. And so this is years where sort of user average show, okay, I don't like calling myself an average show, but like, you know what I'm saying? Us not being super media enterprises, our content can kind of fill in the gaps left by this more mainstreamy kind of content. It's not like tomorrow I'm going to see a jump in my views or something. But I do think that YouTube, Twitch, these do compete with more traditional forms of uh, entertainment. And so them having less of an offering of new stuff will likely lead to at least some gains for us. Not to the same degree that COVID did perhaps, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we YouTube, Twitch streamer people see some gains from this. Twitter restricts DMs to verified accounts and those you follow. I saw a lot of people saying this on Twitter and I don't have this experience, but I wonder if you guys are having this experience. New, Twitter has changed its policy as to who can DM you. Now you can only get direct messages from people you follow and verified blue check members. I switched it to allow message requests from everyone, helpful for reporters, Twitter switched it back. And Josh, guy I like, he's saying the same thing. You're laughing, Twitter resets to this option every time you press home, even if you've changed it and you're laughing. Possibly because I have Twitter Blue currently. Remember, I had to upload a video to Twitter and that required me to get Twitter Blue. When I go into my settings, I can change it to allow messages only from people you follow or messages from everyone. It hasn't auto changed it to allow message requests only from verified users. So it's possible that Twitter has only done this for certain countries or they've only done it for people without Twitter Blue. Is there anyone who is on Twitter right now that can check if their settings have changed to allow message requests only from verified users? So some people are saying, yes, this happened. Two people were saying, no, it hasn't happened. So either this only been pushed out to some people or only been pushed out to some regions. Enough people are reporting that this has happened that clearly it's not just people making shit up. But I can't say that's my experience. And it just continues to reinforce the dumpster fire that Twitter is. I will say though, once upon a time, I had my DMs open to everyone. I probably had like 100,000 
followers, right? No bots. Literally anyone could DM me, no bots, ever. For the entire time that I was on Twitter, from like, what would, what would it be like 2014 to like 2020, when I had my DMs open to everyone, no bots at all. But now that Elon Musk has taken over and removed like 80% of the workforce or what have you, everyone's telling me in their DMs they just get spammed with bots all the time. And this is in part what uh, this is meant to combat, that you can only get DM'd by Twitter blue people. Blaming all that on Musk is probably unwise because obviously the tools available to people to mass spam out bots have improved over time with AI and all that machine learning and whatnot. But obviously he is in parts to blame. You don't gut 80% of a company and expect everything to work as well as it did before. I'm saying, yeah, it's crazy, only bots. I've seen people's pictures of just walls of bots just spamming messages. Yeah, as I say, I've just, I've closed my DMs and said to people who follow me, and that's kind of annoying, but I keep my DMs open on Discord, and I have no problem with bots on Discord, so. Uh, in part because to message me on Discord, you have to join one of the servers that I'm in. While I am in quite a few, that obviously prevents people who don't know that from DMing me. I do have on my Twitter, though, it does say DMs on Discord. I receive a couple of DMs each day, but... This marks the end of an era as I release my final pacifist episode. Pacifist coming out today, chat, in uh, 18 hours. Oh, I'm excited. It's the end of an era because this episode will finally have me finish all the footage that I recorded back in 2020. Over three years to finish that footage. And there's stuff in the pacifist episode that like I've barely talked about in the last three years. It's very funny. Weird things that happens in the missions that I never would have discovered if not for making that series. And potentially no one else has discovered since then. It's interesting. I hope the video does well. I'm not sure it will. The thumbnail will look better than most of the thumbnails I've produced, but we'll see. And there will still be one more episode after that. Passive 2.0, for those who don't know, is me going through the series again to find if any of the people that I killed the first time around are possibly avoidable to make the series better. I knew for a fact there were a handful that I can improve on. I wish I had recorded Pacifist 2.0 without my face cam, as I did the original Pacifist. I recorded a lot of the footage with my face cam visible, as if I was just doing a normal episode of I Know How This Human Ended or something. I fully had the expectation that someone else might edit it, and I thought that would help them do it, but I'm going to edit it, so I didn't really need that. And it is going to change the format that I had in the previous ones, and I don't really like a change of format. I mean, it is Passers 2.0, so you can justify a different format because the next edition, but kind of wish I had stuck with the same format. I haven't finished recording at all. I end up getting to Meltdown and getting distracted by other stuff because the potential solutions for Meltdown are so amazingly long and tedious. We'll see what happens. That video is for six months from now. Or who knows, may I'll just start on it immediately, but I probably won't. What I'll probably do is work on all the compilations that I'm meant to be working on for Facts and Glitches. And then when those are done, work on Passfist. I had an awkward moment after buying Twitter Blue. So one thing I discovered yesterday on Twitter, because I've never had Twitter Blue before, and I probably won't continue to have it, kind of uncertain. There are a few nice things about Twitter Blue, but I don't want to be auto-blocked by people, and as I say, I don't really like Twitter or Musk. Feels weird to support him. But I've always been adamant, if the value is there, enough to override that, I will of course start doing it. But nevertheless, I found out that if you edit a tweet, it sends people a notification. So when I wrote my tweet about that I was investigating the Dunning-Kruger effect, I wrote a tweet, I'm like, oh, actually, I, I should change that word. And so I changed a word. I'm like, oh, I should change that word as well. Changed a word, changed a word, changed a word, changed a word. And so everyone who has notifications turned on for me received six notifications for my tweet. I need everyone to see this tweet. Edit, edit, edit. Which is hella embarrassing. So yeah, sorry about that, guys. And uh, if you do have Twitter blue, be aware that that happens. I was also unaware that you can't just edit tweets forever. You can only edit tweets like within a certain amount of time after you post them, which is strange. 
I guess that makes sense, but JetPlus telling me it's 30 minutes after the original post. Gotcha. My over-the-top analogies are always getting me into trouble. Popped in to say hi and thank you. Love rambles, wish there was more. You have some base takes. I wish you all the best. If you like my base takes, then you probably would have liked it back in the day when I would uh, talk more about society, politics, and uh, religion. Most base take is the jump out your window line. It's so good. I want you right now to believe that you can fly. Have you done it? Great. Jump out your window. You think people today misunderstand my usage of analogies and, and flippant language and uh, whatnot. If I had the audience I have today, back when I was making content on my Dark Viper 8888 channel, the amount of chaos, the, the responses I would get would be goddamn insane. I very frequently used over-the-top hyperbolic examples that were funny and impactful, clearly communicated my point. But any person would want to take it literally as a way of um, discrediting me or might inadvertently not really understand what I'm saying and therefore take it literally. That would be far more frequent and would be so annoying. Like I have to be more careful now with how I communicate things. The situation with Charlie has made that so much more readily apparent. <laughs> like already as a content creator, you recognize that you need to be aware of the audience that you have and, and use words that they're going to understand. But uh, over time, with every passing year, I become more and more careful. I don't want to use the words dumbing down, but uh, to some degree, I do dumb down some things I say now because I'm like, oh, are people can't understand this word. I mean, it's, you know. I'm getting a new editor to help out on the channel. So my Rambles channel is doing pretty well, right? I like what we're doing with the channel right now. The views seem pretty good. I mean, this one got 50K, this one got 50K. Some of these are still down at 20K, but one of the biggest problems is how long it takes for these to come out. So this Sniper Wolf accuses Jack's films of stealing her React content ideas. This was like June 23rd, and currently it's 16th of July. So it's like three weeks ago. Like, I don't mind if it takes like, I know, a week for these to come out or something, but we can't be two to three weeks behind in these rambles. I'm not sure what to do though. I like the work Regario does, and it has seemed to have sped up a bit, but I just ramble too much, I guess. What I'm gonna do after this, like when this stream ends, is I will edit some of these rambles myself to hopefully speed things along. But I might have to find a second person to help him at this point, I think. But then of course, what might happen is I might stop having things to ramble about. That does happen. And then like, it'll catch up and they'll both have nothing to do. We'll uh, see what happens. So as all of you know, because you all love the Rambles channel and you know it's the greatest thing ever, I've been releasing a bunch of shorts made of my rambles. Some doing all right, some not doing so good. Like the most, the highest one has uh, 73,000. This one might be popping off. Interesting. Actually, these are a lot higher than I remember them being. So we, some of them are doing good, which is good. Three or four are being released today because they don't take that much effort to make. I don't think I'm making a return on the investment of these necessarily or whatever, but I, I, I like it. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because having a bunch more people attached to the channel uploading this stuff, it made me realize that I could move one of the people working on shorts over to work on the main channel videos as well. So this here, this GTA mercenary stuff, that was back from when, like what, two weeks ago, right? And having a two week turnaround on these rambles is obviously not very good considering I like ramble every day. So I've uh, got another person who's moved from working on the shorts to working on the rambles videos. So hopefully they'll come out quicker. 
because obviously back in the day I used to make them and like I cut them very quickly together. A ramble would come out far less frequently. I never made the dedicated videos and stuff. Having other people work on them just increases their quality and enables me to do more important stuff that only I can do. I always saw myself working on these rambles as like putting off my more important work and just to work on something easy. So not having that temptation to work on rambles is very good. And I think the channel has been a roaring success. I don't know about you guys, but the only problem with the channel right now is just that they're not getting out fast enough and having a second person working on them will fix that and then the channel will be perfect. So for those who like the rambles, that's gonna help. That's great. This is why my neck is always red. So you asked about my neck and how it's red. It was even worse before. Like every time I go to sleep and get up, it looks better. But the reason for this is because I'm using like 800 different creams. Like just every conceivable type of cream that you can imagine, I'm using it like to get rid of these pimples. Like they're barely there now. Like it's working. I'm gonna keep doing it until they're all gone. I had like 50 pimples on my chest in this area at one point and it was disgusting. And I'm just like, nuking it. I'm, I'm napalm firing my chest with everything that I can possibly find and that's probably causing me a little bit of irritation with my skin, but it's fine. It'll be done soon and I'll be all good. I keep missing the garbage truck. No, I didn't put, did I not put, oh wait, did I put the bins out? Shit. Hold on, wait. No! I missed the bins again, chat. I keep my phone on do not disturb so frequently. They were doing across the road. Could they not have helped me out like my bins are visible from the curb? Why are they picking them up at 5 a.m.? I don't know. Like, I'm just in a very bad location bins-wise. They do my side first, so if I hear the truck, it may have already gone past me. Because I just heard of them doing the other side. So I checked my neighbor's bins, see if they were empty, and they were. I was like, ah. Oh. If they did the other side first, then I would have that noise to alert me to put my bins out. And again, they're coming at 5 a.m., which is a terrible time. We must be like one of the first people that they do. So other people get all these fail-safe measures of the noises and time and stuff to get their bins out. I don't. Some people could probably put their bins out before they go to work. Ah. Answering your most interesting questions. Any person or figure you idolize or look up to at the very least? No, I don't think so. I'm just too, I guess, caught up in my own stuff to really think about that. There are people that I respect, but even them, there's not many of those either. Like I don't think about other people or creators all that much. Earlier in my life, I would have more answers to this question, but I'm just so busy doing stuff streaming and, and making YouTube videos as it consumes my whole life. I mean, I guess maybe you put Doug Doug into this category because we do similar things and he's very successful at it. But even that might be a bit of a stretch. Hey, Massa, will you continue to do the Can You Cross Los Santos While Blank series? Absolutely. One of the problems I had with developing challenge runs for GTA 5 was I felt myself restricted to doing the entire game. And it's hard to think of a particular challenge that will be interesting for the entire game or change the gameplay enough that it will be different from a normal speedrun. But enabling myself now to do shorter things, like the Crossing Los Santos series, opens up to me doing smaller things. I've got one or two that still hasn't been edited, which is just a chaos distance mod where however far I travel will cause a certain amount of chaos effects to apply. But I hope to keep doing it. I might have one or two other ideas that I haven't done. We'll see what happens. Any more essay style videos? I really enjoyed the series about React streamers and it helped me realize about how scummy it really is. Probably my favorite videos from you. Even if they don't perform well, I'd love to see more videos like this as you seem very passionate about them. It is very hard to do the video essay genre successfully and responsibly on YouTube. It takes a lot of effort, research, and you can make a video that took you six months to make but will get out on YouTube and flop and make you nothing. Right. I also can't say I'm very passionate about anything, let's call it intellectual anymore. 
The idea of truth mattering at all, to some degree, I've begun to question, given how differing the truths are for various different people throughout the world, and yet they still get along fine, and how many people just seemingly knowingly lie and misrepresent things and still do entirely well. Like, I just don't have time to find things that I'm super passionate about like that. Monetarily speaking, and in terms of my own personal satisfaction, there are other things that I can put time into that will be more rewarding in regards to both, and which is what I'm already doing. I, I can't see myself putting aside all the other responsibilities that I have to make more videos about that kind of stuff. Especially considering that, as that series showed, it's not gonna have much of an impact in changing minds or changing the landscape of things. I'm not even sure anyone can really be canceled. Like, you can do effectively anything, and as I say, as long as you continue to provide value to the market, at least for someone, you will continue to survive unless you cancel yourself. Unless you stop, the negativity gets to you, or you end up in jail, or you actually get banned from these platforms, you're just gonna go be fine. The things that I tend to be passionate about are combating unfairness or injustice, that I see in the world, trying to mitigate the harms that I see other people experiencing. At one point in time, I believed I would dedicate my life to that, making other people's lives better, changing the world in some way, but I no longer think that's to some degree possible. I've begun to question the idea of social progress at all and whether any of this really matters. And it's stuff that I don't like to ruminate on. I like to dedicate myself to my work and uh, take some solace that I am entertaining people, making people happy in that respect, even if I'm not significantly changing their lives in some way for the better. While I'm not hugely a different person now than I was in the past, it is very clear that what I do now is not what I envisioned myself doing when I was, say, 20. And you're going to hear some of these thoughts in the response video that's going to be coming out fairly soon. And at the end there, I'm going to say, hey, here's two other videos that I could respond to and crush completely, but it's not going to matter. <laughs> so I doubt it, but you never know. What you're probably going to continue to get is me talking like this, responding to stuff and having it edited by Gario. So limiting myself to stuff that I'm already fairly knowledgeable about and thus doesn't require substantial research taking up my time. Because like there's an hour long video coming out on the commentary channel, which is going to be probably something you'd like to listen to. But uh, the dedicated stuff, you know, spending months as I did with the reaction series are not going to happen again, more than likely. I suspect that you don't need an essay to know that clicking that like and subscribe button would be a great thing to do. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.